Hey, thanks for checking out this podcast from Sports Kita Wrestling. Check out the rest of our audio offerings, including episodes of Legion of Raw with Vince Russo every Monday night into Tuesday, Smack Talk with Dutch Mantel every Friday into Saturday, and content nearly six days a week, including pay-per-view post shows. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, check out all these shows in our video versions on YouTube and Facebook Watch. The legend himself, Dutch Mantel, live. Yes, yes. go, baby. <clears throat> Headset on. He's got the new laptop. We're going to do a little bit of a watch along here with Rampage as well because we got uh, Daniel Bryan and Matt Jackson opening up the show tonight. So, uh, again, guys, this is a special start time, a special start time tonight just because of the uh, the draft show and rolling it in. Uh, So we will be back at our normal time slot, 11.05 next week. Sid, thank you for setting everything up there. I appreciate it. Uh, Boys, I've been talking long enough. I want to hear y'all's thoughts. Uh, Let's start off with the draft itself. Sid, uh, I think SmackDown gained a lot tonight. I don't think Raw did enough to replace what they lost. I think SmackDown were the clear winners tonight. Um. Yeah, I mean, SmackDown got the the two best picks in the opening round with uh, Charlotte Flair and Roman Reigns. When once you start there, that's a good start to it. I, I they they got the sleeper pick of the of the first night of the draft with Hit Row and yeah. um made, but uh, they made Raw look like complete dummies. Or you know, I'm just gonna say it because you've been on long enough, so they can edit this out if they want. They look like dumbasses for picking Big E and not the New Day. Like Hit Row, Hit Row is four freaking members. Why are you not gonna pick the WWE champion and one of the greatest tag teams of all time? It just makes no freaking sense. And Raw, Raw kind of messed up their whole draft from there. Even though they got Big E and Bianca Belair, which is a great first round for them, for the people that were available. They got RK Bro, which was the best tag team available. But why not get the New Day? Like, from a logistic standpoint, if this is supposed to be, you know, seen as a realistic draft, it makes no sense whatsoever that they chose to do that. Yeah, and I, I was saying the same thing about the bloodline, but we don't know if the Usos were the Usos eligible. were in, were ineligible. They were ineligible. Uh, I knew that. You you kind of you, you like they they didn't put out the draft pools like they did the last couple of years. So you just had to kind of figure things out as the night went on. Like I knew when Bianca got, Belair got picked in response to Charlotte Flair getting picked, I knew Becky and Sasha were not on the board, were yeah. not in the pool. And then when RK bro gets picked and they respond with new day, I knew that the Usos weren't on the board. So it's, it's really, you have to put, I've said it before on this show. I'll say it again. You have to put your Vince hat on your WWE yeah. logic hat on and you need to realize uh oh that's that day because raw's dumbasses didn't do it yeah um dutch you know uh, some you know something said you called them dumbasses i just yes. want you to know something they speak very highly of you and you call <laughs> and you call them dumbasses no i but see there's some things i didn't even know so the usos weren't even eligible to be drafted right, yeah. Exactly. So that's that was part of it is like they explained the rules on social media like briefly. And the only rules that they really put out ahead of the show tonight were half the rosters eligible to get drafted tonight, but they didn't tell us who. So we're all sitting here wondering like, okay, so Bianca gets taken. So I guess that means Becky isn't eligible. 
And then Becky went on social media to confirm that she wasn't eligible. And this is part of the thing that I've been talking about leading up to the draft. I wish they would solidify the rules and kind of let us know what's going on before the damn thing starts and not, you know, leave us in the dark uh, on a lot of things. Well, I was left in the dark on this, <clears throat> but I am intrigued by Raw Monday. Are the Usos eligible? Yeah. They will be the Us okay. The so, Usos are eligible. And my Becky. prediction Monday is the Usos will stay on SmackDown. Because they're not going to leave Paul Heyman dead <laughs> on Raw. They're not going to do that. I mean, uh, Vince had or not, uh, you just you just don't do that. But uh, but the Street Profits and uh, I, I predict the Street Profits will stay on SmackDown. I think I'm saying because I see a big angle coming with the New Day and the Street Profits, maybe WrestleMania. I think you may split it up. I don't know. But I do think Paul Heyman, and we predicted this. Here, let's, as Patrick <laughs> says on the back, uh, I predicted Paul Heyman and everybody, all of us did. He's the central theme to Roman and, and Lesnar. And I do see a deal. This is what I felt tonight. Those people like Roman. Now he's starting to get over. He's a heel who yeah. is starting to get over as a baby face. I can see Paul Heyman putting the knife in the back of Roman and aligning himself with Brock Lesnar. And then they can come out and tell a hell of a story that this has been planned for six months, eight months or whatever. Yeah. And it will be believable. I, I see that coming. Yeah, I may I, be wrong, but hell, I can. We can all we can all throw our two cents worth in here. But that's what yeah. I see coming, and that would be a great, great angle because yeah, the people I, the people like Roman. Yeah, I yeah. don't think they're. I think they would be dumb. Then again, I thought they were dumb to split up the new day again uh, for the second year in a row after just reuniting them. So. I think it would be dumb to move the Usos over to Raw, although I would love to see what would happen to Paul Heyman. We've got every show this week has threatened some form of murder. Uh, so why not just up the ante and actually murder somebody next week? Um, but I don't think we're going to get to see that. I why don't we that. murder? Why don't we murder creative? <laughs> to, that's to where be we, fair. That's, that's what we need to do. Just go in there and just with like, well, you don't have to murder them. You could take the rubber bullets. You could take rubber bullets and just shoot the room up and then and leave. You know, hey, uh, news writers, please don't actually write that one up. Please don't. You can, you, you can do it. You can do it because we've had Goldberg threaten to kill Bobby Lashley. We had Arn Anderson pull out a Glock and splatter someone's brain on the pavement. Oh, and damn. we've. And and we've now had uh you know the Usos uh Roman Reigns to say the Usos is gonna leave Paul Heyman for dead. They, what they, a week. They, they he told the Usos to execute order 66. Like that's exactly what happened. Star Wars reference, sorry, Dutch. Um, but yeah, man, it would be really interesting to see that. I loved Roman also giving a shit, like questioning why the bloodline wasn't secured and selected as the number one overall pick. Cause again, that was my biggest question. So if the Usos weren't eligible, it would have been nice to, to know that uh, going into this, but it does set up a great angle and my goodness, give Paul Heyman a damn Emmy for the freaking performance that he put on tonight. That man was crying real damn tears. He looked scared shitless. It was so 
good. It was such a great performance by him tonight. Rick, it's called tears that you spread in your eyes, please. But he did, he did do a great job. I mean, yeah. he come back, his eyes were red and he's, he, he plays this role really well and he can switch back and forth from being a real cocky bastard to, you know, almost begging Roman. And you almost feel sorry for him in a way. That's why it's good to go. I think that's why makes my uh, my thoughts about it. I, I every time I see him do that, and and if he had to come out and explain that, Paul Heyman is exactly the one you want to explain it because it would be believable because he's a no good little damn stab you in the back son of a gun anyway, and it's not out of it's not out of character for him to do that. Uh, another great performance tonight, setting up that great performance from Paul Heyman, I thought was Brock Lesnar. That was my yeah. that was my favorite uh, Brock Lesnar promo of uh, of all time, Sid. That was just really, really good stuff. Because you, it's it's obvious now he's playing mind games. He's he's not on the, you know the best of terms with Paul Heyman right now, but he's playing mind games with Roman because he knows Roman has a fragile ego, and it's it's just great. It's great babyface work. It kind of reminds me of the Brock Lesnar that was a babyface back in like two thousand three, where he he didn't really change up much of what he was as a heel character, but he was able he was confident and talking on the mic but we didn't get when he originally came back in 2012 it feels like now he's comfortable enough to do it and that was a, a great little promo and his son Jeff Hardy which made me remember how he, he used to kill Jeff Hardy when he first debuted on the main <laughs> roster and Jeff was like I don't want none of that smoke I'm, I'm yeah. too old for this so, yeah I love the Jeff Hardy interview all, all five words of it <laughs> that was that, and that was, was probably too much for him but and that was probably one of the steel picks of the night, I think, for SmackDown, was getting Jeff Hardy. Um, again, having been there at Extreme Rules and Monday night, he got two of the loudest pops of the night both nights. He's still massively over. There's still money with him. There's a lot that I think SmackDown could do with do him. Do you think WWE agrees with you? I think if they start listening to their audience, they should. When has WWE listened to their audience in the last they, 20 years? They, they pick and choose when they want to. Uh, they okay. Yeah, when Tamina gets cheered, that's when they, they listen to it. That's when they I'm listen just to it. Routing my opinion. Uh, I hope he has a better run on SmackDown than he did on Raw. But then again, that bar is not set uh, very high. One of the most interesting picks. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dush. No, no. I'm just. I'm just. Get your statement in, then I'm gonna say something that's okay. a little bit off off subject matter here. All right, well, I go ahead, because I had a question. I was going to move on to something okay. else. Okay, <clears throat> I read this week that uh, I'm going to talk about Rampage just one second, because okay. I kind of miss Rampage tonight <clears throat> for some reason. But uh, Total Creative, is, they say, this taken away from all the other guys, like the Young Bucks, and, yeah. uh, and it, it's all going back to Tony Khan. Any yeah. truth to that? Well, it's been with Tony Khan since 2019. When they first started Dynamite, it was kind of like a collective with the EVPs and Tony Khan. But he kind of took it away when there was like they they lost in the uh, demo at the end of uh, 2019. He took 
back the reins. It's just a full, the report this week was more of what's the roles of the EVPs now instead of, it wasn't, it wasn't really a revelation because we've kind of known since the beginning of 2020 that Tony Khan is like the end all be all with creative, but everybody is encouraged to kind of give their pitches, give their suggestions, which is something that we don't hear too much in WWE. Okay. Clearing that up. Yeah, he's uh, talking to John Moxley a couple weeks ago. He basically like when when Tony Khan books a books a match or an event, and he sits, he basically just sits back and goes, "Okay, here's who's going to get over." Man, I cannot wait to see how this thing shakes out, which is completely different uh, than uh, what we've seen in, in WWE over the years for sure. Um, I thought one of the most interesting picks of the night, guys, was Charlotte Flair, the Raw Women's Champion coming over to SmackDown now, which raises a ton of questions. Is Becky Lynch going to be moving over to Monday Night Raw? Are we going to get another title? Uh, flop just here. You take this belt. I take this belt like we saw with the Street Profits in the New Day last year or whichever year that was. Or is somebody about to drop a championship? Is Charlotte about to drop the title? She, We did get that kind of stare down between Charlotte and Becky tonight. Maybe we have a match between those two and we get uh, Charlotte two belts or Becky two belts back. I don't know when the champion floats between each brand. I'm not sure what they could do. There's a lot of different ways they could go, but Dutch, I'm, I'm interested well, to see what happens there. Well, I am too, but <clears throat> uh, if uh, Bianca goes to Raw, <clears throat> who is on the Raw roster right now that she could start something with? Her, her angle has been with... Uh, Bianca, I mean, with uh, with Becky, right? So maybe Becky could go over. I don't know. Uh, I mean that that is one of the things that you know. I, I've never even watched the draft before, but it does get everybody thinking about certain things, and it does create interest. It does that. Yeah. So Raw tonight drafted three women. They drafted Bianca Belair. And Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross. So they drafted the uh, Super Brutality, the Women's Tag Team Champions. So right now, yeah, Bianca doesn't have anybody to feud with. The only thing that I kind of... See, it kind of telegraphs this match coming up in Saudi Arabia because it's Becky who is defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair and against Sasha Banks. If all three of those women... Like, if if Becky and, and Sasha end up on SmackDown, we could... They could be telegraphing that Bianca's going to win. She's going to take the SmackDown Women's title over to Raw. Or if Sasha goes over, maybe Becky keeps the belt. I don't know. It, it kind of telegraphs it, but with Charlotte coming over to Raw, I, everything's kind of up in the air, Sid. It's really – it's very, very interesting. I mean, I don't know why we're overthinking this. Becky Lynch is going to get drafted to Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins is going to get drafted to Monday Night Raw. The Street Profits are going to get drafted to Monday Night Raw. This is, I feel like the the whole Charlotte move was a domino effect because I feel like they were going to move the Seth Rollins and Edge feud to Monday Night Raw. So we saw Edge go. We saw Charlotte go because it's setting up that Becky and Seth are going to get drafted to Raw on Monday. So I think that that it, that was their first choice. And then the domino effect was we got to move Charlotte to SmackDown because I don't see Charlotte and Becky on the same brand. Yeah, so USA kind of gets a little bit of what they want in that scenario. They obviously would want Roman Reigns. No way Fox is going to give up Roman Reigns. They were pissed that Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch went over to SmackDown when they came back. But Brock's a free agent now, so he can go wherever and whenever he wants. So that's good for the USA Network. Yeah. The way this draft shook out tonight, especially with them losing Flair, really the only way that 
Raw gets anywhere close to better or anything close to fair out of this draft is if Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins go over there. Yeah, it just it just makes makes a, a whole lot of sense because also Seth Rollins has been uh, wrestling Big E on house shows, and we all know that house shows is basically the dress rehearsal for what we're going to see on TV and pay per view. They actually did that, um, you know, last week with you know uh, Bobby Lashley, Big E, and Roman Reigns having a triple threat on the house show right before they did the match on Monday Night Raw, and I feel like the reason why they've been running that match over and over again with Big E and Seth Rollins that that's going to be Big E's first major feud on Raw once he's done with Bobby Lashley, who I also think is going to stay on Monday Night Raw after uh, the results of today, because I don't want to see Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley on the same brand again. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me ask you something. Who is this team they drafted? I don't I don't follow uh, NXT. Would you like to explain who, to him? Who, who, who was, who was it? What's their names? Hit row. row. If you Hit don't, row. if you didn't know, now you know. Hit row. Uh, their their leader is uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. He's the NXT North American Champion. Uh, they basically were a group because uh, uh, Swerve Scott started like when he once he turned heel, he started doing like his promos in like a studio because he also does rapping on the side. And these were the people that were in the studio. And then uh, when he was in a feud with Leon Ruff, he kind of debuted that he had this whole um, stable with him with Top Dollar, uh, Ashanti Diodonis and B-Fab. So they're kind of like a, a rap uh, quartet and they do like freestyles they do like a cypher when they win championships and stuff like that but they're kind of a complete act and that was like the best act that they could have possibly kind of drafted on night one from NXT. I think they are the ones that are most ready. They even had like basically their own dress rehearsal on NXT this week where they did the, I, I like to call it the John Cena promo Dutch, where you kind mm -hmm. of do the lineup for the rest of the night. Like this is happening here. This is happening there. Then you got this match and this match. They did that on NXT. And I was like, yeah, they're definitely getting called up because this is what the main roster, what you're going to have to do on the main roster. So they kind of set it up nicely. And that's another reason why I think Street Profits are moving to Monday Night Raw because that was Street Profits' role yep. on SmackDown to be the, the tag team John Cena of this is going on here, this is going on here. And now they're going to have hit role fill that spot. Yeah, well, I, we know for sure that Montez Ford is going because they're not going to split up Bianca Belair and Montez Ford. Um, yeah. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because they're a couple. They usually like to keep the couple together. Usually. Usually. Uh, which is why I think the Usos will stay on SmackDown because Naomi's on, on there. Vance likes to split couples up too, you know. No, I don't. Well, Bruce Self and Lana, he tried to drive I the did. wedge there. He yeah. did. See? Yeah. <laughs> Got him there. <laughs> See? Now, you would have to be a heartless bastard to try and split up true love like Montez Ford and Bianca Belair. I'm just You saying. ever met Vince? Exactly. I was like, are we talking about <laughs> the same Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Oh, like... I, I didn't say he wasn't. I just said you would have to be. I'll let y'all fill in the blanks on that one. All right. You did bring up Edge and Seth Rollins earlier. Uh, very interested to get your guys' opinion on what we uh, what we saw Mr. Seth Rollins uh, do tonight. Walking over to Edge's immaculately clean house, uh, raiding the fridge, eating an apple with the sticker still on it, putting his feet up on the furniture, obsessing over his kid's artwork. Kind of a weird segment tonight. <laughs> very, very uncomfortable. 
I was watching it and I went, oh my God. I don't know what to think about it. What I felt really, really uncomfortable with is he was obsessing over the young daughters. <laughs> I mean, and that little one is what, four, three? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I think this is, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, it, it makes, it, it kind of fits Seth, but almost too much because there's heat and there's this go away heat. Like, actually, I didn't want to see that, but I couldn't look away either. <laughs> but what I, if you're going to do it, you know, I would have went less on the girls and just had Beth step into the room and go. If you're going to, if you're going to do that. Yeah, I missed a lot of the dialogue because it was kind of hard to pay attention to what was being said on the show yeah. while I'm also trying to fill time, you know, here. Uh, so, Sid, your 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 thoughts on on Mr. Rollins' home invasion there? Uh, what is Beth doing, leaving the door unlocked? <laughs> Thank you. Like I was like I was like I know y'all Canadian and Canadian. Well, which that, friendly but that, people. but that also made you think that she's she's there. She's home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought as well. But they kind of uh, you know covered that up after the map i thought seth was great in his role in like uh you know not believing that edge was at that would come to the building and he even teased that last week in his promo saying i would go to your ho your house and make you come so he was already at the house because he assumed edge wasn't gonna come so i like the fact he did that um i do agree with dutch he kind of focused a little bit too much on the kids and it was like borderline but i think it worked to kind of get him like real legit heat and he got that from the the live fans in attendance but honestly Edge looks like a dumbass not only do you have your door unlocked wait a minute this is now this is the second <laughs> yes said you're doing yes. a trend here yes you this call is them a, this dumbasses is a, now we have another dumbass mysteriously pop up in the second part of your commentary it's like uh, apparently the USA, but, I'm, the, but i'm listening to you the USA Network and Edge are the biggest dumbasses of the night because and and I'm not gonna give it on on Beth Phoenix because Edge is a man of the house, but you should have told her to lock the doors first of all because you weren't you weren't in the state you weren't in the state so why are you keeping the door unlocked I don't understand and then you you you're supposed to call the cops when someone breaks into yeah. your house you're not supposed to call Daniel and David who the hell is Daniel and David why didn't you call Jay Cash or Dax any of your friends that can really do something to Seth who the hell is Daniel and David and why are you not calling the cops maybe like, they're, on, they're maybe they're his neighbors with really large guns Maybe that was just a subtle way to threaten murder again. You never really know. It is Canada. Could be. Yeah. I, I, I would have liked him to talk doesn't about Edge his live in, Doesn't Edge live in Asheville, North Carolina? Yes. Okay. Oh, I thought he was in Canada. Never mind. Uh, no. I, don't, I don't know. What, I don't well, know what, that, makes your, that makes your gun theory better. Exactly. It <laughs> does. It does, actually. It does. Uh, so I just want to know what Rollins, like, end game was. Like, I, I know he was trying to send a message, but, like, what if Beth was there? What if the kids were there? Like he I don't got his he would have got the crap kicked out of that's it, what I was kind of hoping. Beth I'm hoping Beth would would have showed up and showed him actually how to deliver a glam slam. Like that's what I was hoping for. But the other thing that this got me hoping for is maybe we get that mixed tag that I know a lot of Becky Lynch fans have been wanting to see ever since her and Beth Phoenix got into that Twitter feud like three damn years ago. 
when it wasn't a possibility for Edge and Beth Phoenix to face Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins because Edge was retired, but now it is a possibility. Maybe they're dropping those little nuggets there. I know Seth has said that he and Becky don't want to work together anymore because their characters really don't mesh well on screen, even though they have great off-screen chemistry. Their characters kind of mesh a little bit better now. Could be there. Could be there. But it's one of those things that I'll believe it uh, Believe it when I see it. They were both rocking fur coats tonight. They were. They were. Let me ask you about another guy that got drafted. Yes. I guess he got drafted to Raw, Austin Theory. I heard about him about five years ago when I was working with TNA and I saw a tape on him. I said, that kid's, that kid's ready. He's ready to go. Now, he spent all this time in NXT. Where, yeah. He's from California, right? Uh, he's from Georgia. Oh, um, he is? Yeah, he spent time in Evolve. He's a former Evolve uh, champion. He he came to NXT originally. Then he got called up to the main roster. He was with um, uh, Zelina Vega's group with uh, Andrade and Angel Garza. Then he went from there to uh, Seth Rollins' group with Buddy Buddy Murphy and uh, AOP for a little bit there. And then um, he had issues in the speaking out movement. But I, I kind of think they kind of cleared that up or you know, did their internal okay. investigation. Well, clear it up for me. What issues did he have with the speaking um, out group? Basically, a young fan accused him of um, basically having a online relationship with him, but there was no, like, proof other than just pictures that he took with the What was the, the age of this online fan? Uh, she, I think she was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but I, 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 I can't I can't confirm nor deny <laughs> what, 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 what happened there. Out. What happened there? But what, what he, he was back day. on TV and he was with the way for a while with yeah, Johnny Gargano, gonna... Candace. He was the child, uh the son of, of Johnny Gargano on NXT. So he's been in a lot of stables. So who knows what's gonna happen with it'll him be on Monday Night Raw? See, it'll be interesting to see how he's portrayed on Monday Night Raw because in NXT as part of the way he's been portrayed as the, basically a meathead. Like yeah. he's just to steal your line, said he's a dumbass. Uh, so well, <laughs> this is the show for dumbasses tonight. <laughs> this is dumbasses on parade. But I don't know. You know, Vince likes to, to to tweak these NXT people when they come up. Be interesting to see. I thought that was a very interesting choice with the last one overall. I thought it kind of ended with a dud with Austin Theory. But again, I don't know who else was available to draft tonight and who's now a free agent and, and how everything shakes out. It, again, I'd like to know the pools, the draft pools uh, beforehand. But uh, this does mean that the way is losing Austin Theory. But then again, Johnny Gargano's contract is up soon anyway. So maybe the way would have been going by the wayside. Anywho. Uh, uh, okay, where did McIntyre, he went to SmackDown, correct? He did, yes. yes. The first overall pick in round number two, uh, four days after he showed up on Monday Night Raw and pointed his big sword at Big E. Mm -hmm. Which means maybe since the rosters don't take shape until October 22nd, maybe it's going to be McIntyre and Big E in Saudi Arabia for the WWE Championship. Mm -hmm. that, would be me, that would be my only guess, and that would be a hell of a win for Big E because I don't think he's dropping the WWE title. Or it could happen on Raw because they love Raw. they love hot shotting championship matches on Raw. We got five of them last week, so <laughs> I know I was there. I saw all five. Well, uh, it, it's an interesting assessment of not only talent but of ways to go. So when creative leaves 
so many ways to go. It makes creative a lot different when they have these meetings. And creative is not just booking next week. They're booking all the way to WrestleMania. And that can change. But if you say, well, this is where we want to end up, guys. We want to end up here and here at WrestleMania. And you got all this length of time to let's fill our way in to get there. Without blowing it off and without letting it explode over before we get there. So it's a it's a balancing act. And when you got Vance saying, balance a damn cup, you dumbasses. See, I call them dumbasses too, see. So, but that's the way that's the way this that's the way that he does it. So Christopher Ryan Cooper in the chat says, get rid of the dumbass 24 7. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just invented one. Dumbass 24 7. That's but according but, but according to you, that's Austin Austin Theory's title already. <laughs> I mean, he is a dumbass 24 7. Uh no. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean he's a meathead? What does he do? No, he's yeah, he's just like thick like i don't know how he's he's dumb he, he's just stupid like he's <laughs> like he was at a wedding he was at the wedding for uh indy hartwell and johnny gargano asked him uh do you have the rings and he said we're in a ring silly yeah so, okay yeah it's kind of like that he, he's thick he's, so he's, who's who's marriage did they just have in nxt uh if indy hartwell, hartwell and dexter, dexter loomis and Dexter Loomis filled me in on him. I knew him a long time ago, uh, and I liked him a long time ago. But now he doesn't speak. He doesn't speak, right? He said two words. Yeah, I do. At the I wedding. do. That was the first time. That was a major buildup. So we know he can speak. Uh, I actually like Dexter Loomis. I think he's. Uh, I like. Uh, well, I I knew him before, so but but I didn't, I'm not familiar with his character here. So when he said I. And everybody responded. Yeah. See, it's self-explanatory that he's not a big talker, or he said very few words. And when he said "do," they were all popped. They were all stunned, yeah. and it was easy to understand the story going back. So, and that's what good angles do. You don't have to dig and dig and dig to find out. It, it's self-explanatory. So, I like that. I'm trying to think uh, if anything else. Of, of really any substance i mean there was there was not a lot of action in the ring tonight and not a lot of it like really mattered like the eight-man tag match was fun yeah. let me here's another thing yeah. carmella and love live live morgan that was the worst they didn't have they didn't have a finish was that they, an actual they match? didn't have a match no okay. the match never they they never rang the bell like she put on she put on her phantom of the opera mask and um she just came in the ring beat up uh beat up uh, Liv no she put on the mask she put on the mask from uh jim carrey's movie back in the 90s no, it was no, just no, white. no. It, it was the sparkly destro mask that's what i called it on, oh um, god <laughs> that's what I, it I, like I, you look like i destro. hated it i, I didn't like i didn't like that either that second sucks. I, I don't know what they were shooting for there. They they were they are so night and day when it comes to the SmackDown women's division. They're dumbasses. You yes, you look at that match. That match that Lib Morgan and Carmella had on the pre-show at Extreme Rules, which was the loudest damn pop of the night when Lib Morgan won that match. Again, I know because I was there. They love her. She is over. And you follow that up with this. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't get this feud doesn't need to continue. 
It, it doesn't at all. Neither one of these women were drafted tonight. I think if you're going to do this match tonight, you should have had Liv Morgan kick the ever-loving shit out of Carmella, beat her in almost a squash match, and then have her immediately get drafted over to Monday Night Raw. I think that's what should have happened with Liv Morgan tonight. And no, she's no. got to stay on. She's got to stay on SmackDown because we need the payoff to her long-term <laughs> feud with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair was the oh, reason yeah, you're why right. she said that she was going to regroup and become a better Liv three years ago so we need to follow that up now finally. i was still thinking that charlotte was on raw still she's not she's on smackdown <laughs> even though she's the raw women's champion there's a lot of uh ooh. so are you a, let me ask you rick are you a charlotte flair fan I'm, I'm a huge fan of her work yes sid i love charlotte flair okay don't ask me <laughs> I, I'm, whatever you do don't ask me what do you, what do you, how do you, do you, do you like Charlotte? Well, I'm, I'm hot and cold on her. I think she's, I think her ring work is good. But again, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with her as you guys are. I kind of hate her promos, really. I mean, I think she depends too much on the carryover from Rick, you know, yeah. the woo and all that. That's true. Hell, I didn't like that when hell Rick Flair was doing it, but he got him over, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, the woo over the people have only been doing it for 40 freaking years. Yeah, that's they're, they're used to doing it. There, so there are people who don't watch wrestling, have never watched wrestling a day in their lives. You hear them go woo and they know who Ric Flair is. All right. Like that's, yeah. it's just, it's just a fact of life. Ric Flair drip. Um, yeah. can we talk, can we talk about madcap, madcap Moss? Oh, I was going to bring him. I was going to bring him up too. Madcap <laughs> Moss. Madcap Moss. Is it mad cat? Mad cat? It's mad cat. I thought it was mad Mad cat. I thought it was mad cat too. I was. Yeah, I was like, man, they are obsessed with cats all of a sudden. Bear cat Lee. Now we get mad cat boss, but it's cap, C A P. I don't get Happy it. Cor Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. If they are not playing jazz music on a street corner in New Orleans by the end of next week, what are we even doing? How did they get picked before so many other people? <laughs> How did they get picked before the women's tag team champions? That's the question. How I guess because they're that? floating, so you can have them on either brand. So maybe you risk again. I'm putting okay. My Sid, catch me up on this, or, or Rick, <laughs> Mad Cap. I don't where's know. It? Where's don't he from? Know. I got nothing. That's where's Riddick he from? Vaughan. That's well, Sid would, know. Sid would know. Sid, where's he from? Riddick Moss is a uh, former 24-7 champion. He's one of the longest reigning 24-7 champions yeah, of all time. We went over this last week. It's the same yeah. guy who jumped well, I, I can't. Week. Well, you told me last week, and I still don't know. <laughs> he forgot. He forgot already. It's fine. Well, he, it's he's, fine. He's, very, he's very forgettable. He's out there with this slick hat. I like the hat, but he's got yellow suspenders and a brown belt on. So he's got suspenders with a belt. So he's really making sure the pants stay up. Yeah. He's smiling like an idiot. <laughs> Somehow he got busted open on his nose in this match when he wasn't even in it. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. It was really hard, again, for me to focus on what the hell was going on in the ring at the time. So I'm actually happy there wasn't a whole lot of action going on tonight. But, cool, Mad Cat Moss. That's, uh, hey, at least he's on TV, right? And how do you think Kevin Owens losing clean as a sheet? I think it was clean as a sheet uh, to Baron yeah, Corbin tonight. Pretty much it was. He just got he got the the end of days is now called the happy days, which I think is the best improvement. That's um, hilarious. Yes. Uh, I thought so, it was just McAfee saying that on commentary, or was that just 
that, that was cold. That was cold. That was it. Cold. So, so I think that's that's straight from Vince. That it's it's not the happy days anymore. I mean, it's not the end of days anymore. It's the happy days. And well, no he, one's picked out of the happy days either. I still love that. That's the most protected finisher in all of uh, in all of WWE right now. There you go. Did they get drafted? They did. They're staying Happy on Corbin SmackDown. And Mad Cat. Too, too raw. No, SmackDown. No, the SmackDown. Oh, they, stayed, they stayed on SmackDown. They were the wait, a minute. They it's a, wait a minute. I've been hearing about this draft for I don't know how long they had it, and I never quite understood it. How can you get drafted to the same place you're in? Well, they decided to keep <laughs> Aren't you all, Why would you waste a draft pick? By, you, well, are, every, are, are, everybody are, becomes are, eligible. Everybody you, becomes eligible you, for the drafted. Are you protecting those people by drafting them yourself? Yeah. Yes. Like Nick, are you saying, we want to keep them, so we're going to draft them and keep them. It's like a fan. It's like redoing your fantasy team, right? Like you, unless yeah. you have keepers, you 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 start out brand new from scratch again. So if you want to keep Patrick Mahomes from year one to year two, you got to draft them again. It's the it's the same concept. So okay. there's a difference between like uh, a draft, a draft lottery, uh, a shakeup. Because they done drafts and shakeups where you get to keep people, you just can you know pick someone from the other show to come to your show. But the drafts, everyone's available. Getting caught up on Rampage here, Jade Cargill just pinned Thunder Rosa. That's uh, woo. Daniel Bryan also it. won. Daniel Bryan also won in what appeared to be a really, really, really good match. Uh, who's, who's that? You mean Brian oh, Danielson? Brian Danielson, damn it, okay. a bitch. Okay. I've been on the air for three hours now. All right, like. No commercial breaks. No nothing. Okay, I gotta, I gotta I, go back and watch that. So he who beat Thunder Rosa? Uh Jay Cargill. Oh well. Wow, well, I mean, that's a, I'm, that's a I'm stunned. I'm stunned. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Rick said it like we're supposed to be stunned. Jay Cargill's undefeated. I mean I know, but I, 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 I just, she's a star. I, pinning Thunder Rosa in that match. That's that's the interesting part. I thought maybe they, she would have pinned um no, they protect. They protect okay. Jade. I mean, okay. they protect Nyla. This is what I wanted to ask you guys. Yes, Miro, Miro, Miro. Yeah, he's already lost the title to what? Sammy? What? Sammy, Sammy Guevara. Guevara. Well, he like held it. the title for four months. He's been champion since uh, May, and they, with the TNT title, they like to they like to take it off the person while they're still hot before it gets like boring and they pulled it too long. And this was the Brody Lee tribute show and the TNT title is so, you know, uh, associated with Brody Lee. They needed a happy ending to the show. And I think it was the right time. I, I was not too enthused. I, I was shocked by the title change, but when you kind of think about the whole thing and think about the show that, that they were trying to go for, it made sense. I try not to think about it too much. So and you've told me before, don't think too much. So yeah, don't over, don't overthink it. But it that, that, now that I hear the reason, I'll, I guess I'll accept it. Thank you, Sid. Now I can go to bed tonight and sleep. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we uh, wrap up, because we did say this was going to be we're done. Abbreviated tonight. We did get the major announcement that the King of the Ring and what did they call the Queen of the Ring tournament? Uh, the Queen's Ring. Crown tournament. Queen. I don't know why they couldn't just call it Queen of the Ring, but okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't they call it that I, I don't know i don't know that's just like changing the something queen's crown tournament yes that's hard to say so that yeah. means that means the winner is going to get a tiara and nothing else because these tournaments probably aren't going to matter but if you had to pick gentlemen winners for both the queen's crown tournament and the king of the ring who would you go with 
I'll go with uh, Xavier Woods for the King of the Ring because he's been wanting to win that for years. But if I'm going with somebody that makes sense, because I'm sorry, they, they view him as a tag team guy. So it doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. Um, if I'm going for somebody, hmm. I would want somebody new, maybe like Bearcat. Keith Bearcat uh, Lee, that would be something. Queen Queen's crown, I have no confusion. It should be the Queen of Space, Shayna Baszler. Ooh, very interesting. Dutch, any any thoughts? Well, I hadn't had a clear thought since 1982, really. So you've been hitting the head a lot. It's understandable. I have been hitting the head several thousand times. <laughs> I've actually thought about that one time. If you just had somebody just thump you, or you did it to yourself. Over and over, you know, thousands of times, it'd have to rattle your brain somewhat. But who, who, who needs who needs the who needs the queen of the the ring title or the the crown's title? Who would need it of the girls? If the, if it actually is going to propel them to the what if you put it on a guy? Uh, well, they already would. did that with the first women's Money in the Bank. They had a guy grab the briefcase, so I don't think they would do that twice in a row. <laughs> At least I would hope not. I think if any, if this, this tournament should be to propel somebody up to a, a main event scene, give them a title shot, something like that. You know, think back to nineties, you know, 96, what mm -hmm. awesome, it. you know, propel yeah. them up. I think Liv Morgan needs it more than, uh, than anybody. That would be a great win for her. Um, Bianca Belair honestly wouldn't be a bad choice, but she's already been kind of propelled up to that main event level. What um, about that girl? Who's Nikki Ash's partner? What's her name? Yeah, Ripley would be Ripley. A great place. I would, I would go. With, I would just go with her. And the guys, uh, give me, give me three choices. Make it easy for me. Uh, I think Damian Priest would be a hell of an option. He's already U.S. champion, though. He is. He is. But if you get a WWE or Universal Title shot out of it, they didn't say that. They didn't, yeah, they didn't, but doesn't mean you won't. They just, I mean, I'm, I'm going by the last couple of years. They haven't done something like that since what? Well, because because they're dumbasses. Drew McIntyre was supposed to get a WWE title shot off of winning the King of the Ring, and then he got hurt, and then they gave it to Baron Corbin and didn't give him the title shot. So, hey, I can't go by. They put it. I can't go by what the plans were. I'm talking about the last time a King of the Ring got a shot at the title was 2006 when King Booker won the King of the Ring and they got a shot the at Ray Mysterio. Like three? They don't do it. They have, It's been very rare that they do it. Was it. King Barrett. It was King Sheamus. Uh, King oh, Corbin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah about three. three. Yeah, exactly. So I guess uh, Shinsuke Nakamura should be an option. He should actually get to earn the crown this time around. Um, oh, there was I, William Regal as well. William yeah, Regal was I supposed think, to get a shot. I think Bearcat, Keith Lee, I think Damian Priest would be a great option. Xavier Woods, just because that's a lifelong dream of his. Karrion Cross, maybe. Not a bad option. Karrion Cross is actually a really good pick. King Karrion? Yeah. King Cross? What are they he's doing with that guy? Like gladiator anyway. What are they doing with that guy? I've heard so much about him. and I don't well, they think they, they, they dress him, him like a gimp. They dress him like a gimp. He's dressed as a gladiator that just has a look gimp gladiator. <laughs> his, his, the promos that they've been having him cut on Raw recently have been great, but they don't match what you're getting out of him in the ring. It, it's like 
He cuts he cuts promos like he's uh doing the intro for Unsolved Mysteries. He's in a dark room. He's wearing a black I suit. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right, I'll take your I'll take your I'll, I'll go with uh, Damian Priest. How about Dominic? How about your boy Dominic Mysterio? Maybe he no, breaks away no. from Daddy. No, that's a whole angle on its own. I'm going you would Terry really, Foster. you would really be putting him in territory. You put him in a position to fail. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You know who I think would be a great option, and you might just yell at me and say that's a dumbass idea. I think Sami Zayn would be great as the the King of the Ring winner. I he think would, there's, yeah. I don't know if they would actually elevate him, but the getting his contract is up soon anyway. That's another thing that's going to be interesting to see. When does KO and Sami Zayn get drafted? Because if they don't, or they get drafted really low. I think the writing's on the wall. I mean, the writing's already on the wall for uh, yeah. Kevin Owens. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. on the wall for Kevin Owens because that 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 whole thing, he doesn't even look interested anymore, honestly. He really doesn't. He's got, okay, he's, let me ask you a question. What kind of money is that uh, con guy throwing that he can draw these guys? Well, uh, he's he's throwing. He's the, they said with uh, Brian Danielson, he got offered the same amount or comparable money from AEW that he got from WWE. And WWE, that was a guy they really wanted to sign, so that had to be in the million range. So if Khan's putting up money that's comparable or the same, he's putting up good money for the top guys. His dad does own the Jaguars, and we know they're yeah. not really putting money into that damn team. Uh, that is also so true. <laughs> Hey, don't don't knock my Jaguars. Oh, they're your Jaguars. Well, they are not till you said that. <laughs> because oh. he has he has Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback. That's oh, my, that's right. That's that's, right. that's my guy. So I got to pull for him. Don't don't, hey, don't give Rick a reason to to brag for yeah, the Bengals. Uh, congratulations on your Cincinnati team. Me they're doing they're doing reason. really good. I'm so proud. Anyway, I burned my Clemson hat. Tomorrow's a big one, Dutch. Cincinnati and Notre Dame. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm going to say if Cincinnati pulls this out, they'll go to the top four. I, I agree with you. That's why I'm nervous as all hell. We ain't you here. Should, you should be. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Mike. Mike, who's still in the chat, big Jaguars fan. Uh, <laughs> Don't give he, Rick more reasons was, to brag. Sports Keto. He was talking a lot of crap during the first half last night, and then Joey B. <laughs> Came out the franchise throwing dots all over the field, scoring on every drive. Bengals win; they're three and one. I'm a very happy man. All right, guys, uh, I've been on the air long enough. I promise you guys a short night. Go rewatch Rampage. Go to sleep. Do what you want to do. Uh, Sid, you got your show tomorrow, yeah? Oh yeah, my show tomorrow oh, yeah. is going live 11:05 a.m. Eastern time. And I don't know if you know, uh, Rick, but my special guest is going to be none other than our <laughs> co-host here. Dutch Mantel, Dutch Mantel is going to be on True Heel Heat. It's going to be one of the biggest episodes yet. Dutch is going to be having fun with me. I hope you Ms. watch Chrissy it, Rick, because we're going to we're gonna bury your ass. Yeah. <laughs> we're throwing you under that bus so many times. You'll uh, just be a greasy spot in the road. Uh, well, just make sure you get people to follow me on Twitter. All right. Just make sure to do that. Uh, and we'll be, uh, we'll be, a, we'll be a happy guy. We'll do it. All what right. if you got like 10,000 followers uh, tomorrow just because we said to follow you? I, what if I, you got 10,000 followers to follow you? Then the next day you lose 15,000. That'd be, I would have zero <laughs> followers. 
And anytime, anytime, anytime my follower count just randomly shoots up, that means I got attacked by the porn bots again. And I got to go through and start blocking. Sid, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen them. Yes. Like your number magically goes up, but you don't get the notification that anybody followed you. It, it's either them or the SEO specialists. Those yeah. are the those are the ones that follow you the most. Yeah, you, you log on there and it's like Candy Girl ninety seven sixteen and <laughs> like block, yes. block block. Join us live, True Hill Heat one forty five with Dutch Mantel. It's going to be a great time. Eleven oh five a.m. Eastern time. And uh, yes, we hope Rick is watching and hope all of you join us over on True Hill Heat. Uh, if you guys are in the Cincinnati area tomorrow, I'll be on uh, 700 WLW in the morning uh, from 6 a.m. till 2, bringing you all of Friday's news again on Saturday because ain't nothing happening on the weekends. So I'm actually uh, really happy that uh, we're, we're ending a little early tonight because I got to get up early tomorrow. Thank you so much, guys, for everybody who stayed tuned from 745 at night to, to right now, you sick bastard, staying with us throughout the entire show. We're going to do it again on Monday, 745 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, three hours worth of draft coverage, and then Vince Russo, Dr. Chris, they're going to ch- come on for uh, Legion of Raw afterwards and recap everything that happened. Okay, what is more fun, us or the Vince Russo show? Us. Great. <laughs> got to be. I got to st- <laughs> Humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah. Shots fired. We, we got more threats of murder here. All right. Oh, we we'll, oh we'll take that challenge. We'll <laughs> kill them. See, if, if Sports Keto Wrestling was smart, they would have done a couple of days ago, done us versus Chris and Vince in a mock draft. That would have made sense. Come on, Sports Keto. I can't come up with all the great ideas. Y'all don't listen yeah. to me enough. You need to well, get I- on the video calls every week. I'd be busy recording other stuff at that time. I had, a, I had I had a good idea, but it was back in 1986, so it may not still be may not be relevant now. So, but anyway, but I agree with you, Sid. We should do that. I got a I got a ton of great ideas. Problem is, most of them suck. All right, guys, we'll see you again next week, our regular time, 11:05 p.m., where we'll recap Rampage. Maybe we'll talk about this week's Rampage as well because we didn't really get a whole lot of time to get into it. Again. It's really hard to host a show and watch a show at the same damn time, but at least so I got a Was that what you were – were you doing that? I was trying. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to keep up with it. All right, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Sid's going to be dancing. Make sure to watch those two tomorrow, True Heel Heat. and uh, we'll 11 05. Yes, we'll talk to you guys again next week right here on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Follow us. Subscribe. We love you all. Appreciate you. We're out. <laughs>